Hi, my name is Corey Hazleton, and I am a middle school teacher in Northeast Georgia. And over the past few years, I have found myself stopping class to have honest talks with my students about things that don't fit neatly in the curriculum. School should be more than facts and figures. It should be a place to inspire students to understand the power of education and help them navigate their increasingly challenging lives. I hope this will be a space for me to continue those conversations. Welcome to Hazel Talks. So I wanted to talk to you about the recent murders of George Floyd, Ahmed Arbery, and Breonna Taylor. And I'm sure that a lot of you are hearing a lot of different things. Um, I'm sure that you are all feeling a lot of different things. And I wanted to sort of go about talking this through the lens of empathy. I think everyone can agree that we are all horrified by these heinous murders and can completely understand the sadness, anger, frustration coming out of communities nearby and around this country as they mourn and process what has happened to these three individuals, but more importantly, what is a story of so many other individuals in this country. And why I wanted to bring up the idea of empathy is that it is very easy to look at the world through our own lens. It's very easy to say, well, everyone I know, everyone I am friends with, um, is not racist, is not uh, working to oppress black people, um, working to oppress other people of color. Uh, as a matter of fact, I live in areas, neighborhoods, I go to schools uh, with very well-off people of color, people of color who may have more money than I do, people of color who may uh, have families who have uh, better life situations monetarily than I have. And so I don't understand how they can be so upset in my world where I see things. Um, things are fair. Things are just uh, among my friends, among my peers, uh, in the world that I live in and see day to day. Um, I don't see this type of racism that people are talking about. Um, is it just being overblown? I think that is a, a fair point to start with. Um, right? Those are your experiences. But the true power of empathy is to recognize that while your experiences are your experiences and no one is invalidating them, the same has to be applied to other people. Right? The same willingness to listen to your experiences and your understanding of the situation have to be applied to people who are not you, who do not share your experiences. And over and over again, we are hearing from people around this country that their lives, especially the lives of people of color, are in some ways vastly different than our own lives, and for the most part, the lives of white people in this country, 
which I'm a part of. So I think some things to think about as you are digesting this news, having conversations, um, reading different stories, to keep in mind um, as we sort of go forward. One, um, this is a time to listen, to understand the stories of people who are not you. Um, I think that is an important characteristic of growth, of community, um, is sharing stories that are not your own, um, accepting stories that are not your own, and working to find understanding and common ground and common purpose um, in order to help each other. Um, and I think, too, um, recognizing that even though you may be young, you're listening to this, talking to my middle schoolers here, um, you still have agency in this world. There are many things that you can do um, to show your support, to make this world a better place that we hopefully will not have the continued systematic racism that has led to police killing um, black people at a much higher rate um, than they do anyone else in this country. Um, I, I think back to a few years ago when um, I had some students talk to me about um, a day of action after the Parkland shootings. This was 2017 or 18. And they wanted to stage a walkout at school. There was a nationwide walkout that was being organized. And they came to me and they, it was my class period when the time was going to meet. And they said, are we going to get in trouble if we walk out of your class? And I said, well, why are you walking out of my class? And they explained that, you know, they felt very strongly about um, the need for gun gun reform around schools and, and working to prevent school shootings. And they wanted to be part of showing that voice. And I asked them well, if they were going to get in trouble, um, would they still do it? Well, and they said, what trouble? And at that point, I phrased back to them, if you truly believe something, if you believe that this is the right thing to do in your core of core beings, that society needs to hear this voice, society needs to understand this point of view, the minor punishment of, I don't know, having a failing grade for class that day or getting sent to the head of middle school's office, that shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter that you're worried about your friends or... Um, you know, someone in your community uh, being angry at you because you're speaking out for uh, people of color at this time. It shouldn't matter um, if you... Uh, I, I just read a um, an interesting Twitter account about um, John Boyega, who is Finn from the new Star Wars movie. Um, and he was at a rally and he was talking very eloquently, um, a little, um, 
profanely, but in his passion, um, and talking about what needs to happen in a call to action and, and how he felt about the current situation. And one of the things he sort of said was, I may not have a career after this because the people in power may not like that I am speaking out about that. But he didn't care. He felt that this was the time that he needed to speak. And I think as we look around the country and we see that there are people hurting unnecessarily, um, now is the time to speak. Now is the time to call these things out. Um, and that voice does not need to come from adults. That voice needs to come from everyone. Everyone needs to sit here and say, this is not right. This is not okay. Now, there is also a lot of equivocating going on around this issue, and I want to address that too before we leave. Um, and the two main points are, uh, one, uh, around the protests, and two, around the phrase Black Lives Matter. So just a little education on the idea of Black Lives Matter and what that phrase really means, right? The phrase is not an excludatory phrase, right? It is not designed to exclude the mattering of other lives, but it is making a statement that right now in America, black lives are valued less, right? Uh, in the way that we police, in the way that we uh, pass uh, legislation. And until those things are rectified, we need to draw attention to it. Um, the analogy I've seen a lot on the internet is around uh, a house being on fire, all right? And if your house is on fire, you'd want the fire department to come and put it out. You wouldn't want your neighbor to be like, hey, why am I not getting any of that fire, you know, water on my house? Well, your house isn't on fire right now. And so we're going to put our attention on the house that's on fire. And that's really what the idea of Black Lives Matters means. It may seem uh, sort of appropriate to say, well, I believe that all lives matter. Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that all lives don't matter, right? It's sort of a call to action to look at the situation that is going out of way. And people have been using the all lives matter argument as a way to undercut the urgency and undercut the importance of what we kind of need to do right now in looking at racial tension in this country and racial uh, systematic oppression. Um, the second one is about the protests, right? They say, you know, I'd really support these people, but there's burning, there's looting, there's all this chaos going on. And I think, yes, we can agree that no one wants uh, bad things to happen in this country, right? I think that is a, a very easy statement to make. Um, but people have been protesting about police brutality, about racial oppression for years and years and years. And these three people that we talked about at the beginning, George Floyd, Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor, they're not the only three people who've been killed by police. They are a drop in the bucket of the number of people who have lost their lives to police brutality and racial oppression, right? And to focus on the side effect 
uh, the outcome of this anger, this frustration um, that is overspilt from all of this and not focus on the underlying cause really detracts from what needs to happen and really takes away from the idea that there needs to be change because there does. And had these people not been killed, had thousands and thousands of other people not been killed, there wouldn't be protests, there wouldn't be riots, right? And so we for years have been saying, oh, that's not the right way to protest. That's not the right way to protest. Well, unfortunately, there is not a right way to protest because the idea of a protest is saying the people who have power, the people who are benefiting, winning from the system, they need to give something up because it's not fair. It's not the right thing for everyone. And so, of course, they're not going to like any of the protests because the protests at their core are asking for people to give up power. And one of the things we know about power is that once you have it, you don't want to give it up. Even if you didn't do anything to earn it or even if you don't really use it, it's just kind of nice to have power, whatever that power is. It's human nature. And so at some level, the protests have to sort of disrupt the system in a way to draw attention to the fact that this power dynamic is wrong. It is, it is causing so much pain and so much hurt. And so we need to take this opportunity to empathize with our fellow countrymen who have for too long, you know, held the burden of, of years and years and years of being marginalized and oppressed and, and beaten figuratively and literally. And I think that doesn't just start with adults. I think really, truly, every person who can understand these concepts has an opportunity, has a responsibility to engage with them. They're, they're not easy. They're not, they're not uh, enjoyable. They are not uh, comfortable, but they are important. And if I teach you anything, I, I hope that when things are important, when things are uh, necessary, that we we spend the energy, we spend the time, um, and we make those connections that we have we've talked about and um, that we value. I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk about this more. Um, and if you have any questions on this or want to engage in a dialogue on this, I absolutely plead with you to reach out to me or to reach out to those people around you um, to continue a conversation because that is how we progress. That's all. Class dismissed.